0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hollywood and Wine, a podcast hosted by four guys who love the industry almost as much as they like complaining about it. Uh, gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, your host here, Adrian Ald, as well as the lovely Luke Gansmer.
1: Hello. How's it going? Sh- shout out to my dad because he's given me notes in the last couple podcasts. So Excellent. everyone say hi to my dad. Shout out to my dad. Hey, okay. dad. H-
0: hey, Mr. Gansmer. There you go. <laughs> and
1: Brian.
2: Bongiorno. How are you today? Doing well. How are you doing?
0: Excellent, my friend. Excellent. And uh, we also have the lovely Jacob. Hey. A man of few words on intros, but many during podcasts. Uh, so we've <laughs> got a few things to hit tonight. Uh, hopefully it's going to be a little bit shorter than the Oscars <laughs> podcast, which went for almost as long as the Oscars did. Um, and uh, we, yeah, joke. I mean, there's... there's did you? Sorry, it's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you to laugh. It's, you just comment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, we, I mean, I'm ready to get straight into it. So I was uh, just looking at the few of the headlines today, and uh, <laughs> great news, moonlight grosses, uh, 2.3 million, is that right? 23 million? No, no. 2.3. <laughs> I don't mean, even know if it's week, grossed that much. Wouldn't that just be amazing? Yeah, <laughs> that'd
1: be great. Like um, 3,000 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's its biggest weekend it's ever had. Off the Best Picture win, which is good. Sense. Which by by the way, it's available for home media. So it's people going to the theater, re- regardless of the fact that you could buy it on iTunes or Redbox or anything like that. Or
0: as well as them being able to do that as well. So yeah. I mean, there's a lot of audience there potentially who were not seeing those figures from the box office who are actually seeing it at home as well. I think it's also a 24s highest
2: grossing. Isn't it? It beat X Machina as its highest grosser. No,
0: almost. I, I think it's just under, okay. and it probably won't quite scratch that Got ceiling it. there. Okay. But uh, it's it's definitely very close. Mm-hmm. Wait,
3: I think it will. It probably will
1: beat it. Okay, I mean, this one. No, <laughs> I don't I think it. Will, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it <laughs> <laughs> no, I a think. Fine it, opinion. Well, no, but like how? But how close is it? Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I think Moonlight's had like 25 million.
2: And how? What I X Machina grossed? Machina Machina Machina, Machina, not that you know that much more. But I think the fact that Moonlight's also on home video. Well, I think won't give it likes. It did. Theaters.
1: How is that possible? Spring Breakers made a lot of money.
0: It Spring, Spring breakers, breakers didn't make that much. I mean, it did make a, a
1: chunk yeah. of cash for what it was made for,
0: but I mean, uh, I, I
1: don't think, think what, it was. I think what's more interesting is the fact that A twenty four is five years old now, and it has a Best Picture winner, yes. which is astounding.
2: Yes, I'm glad because they make great movies. Well, that's the thing about
1: A twenty four. It's like look at all the movies that they've made, which is like Ex Machina, you name Moonlight. Uh, They put out The Lobster last year, 20th Century Women, American Honey. I have their list. Yeah, Yeah, list them off.
3: So you can start with 2013. There's a couple movies that I don't know if anyone's heard of. They had Spring Breakers, The Bling Ring, which I loved. Those are two great movies. Spectacular now. A lot of people didn't like The Bling Ring. Um, But those movies people know. Then there's Enemy, Under the Skin, Locke, uh, Obvious Child. I love that movie. Uh, The Rover, Life After Beth, The Captive. Tusk. Um,
0: wow, I mean, they're bringing out a lot of content. Just a
3: most violent year. Yeah. While we were young, Ex Machina, uh, Slow West, the end of the tour, Mississippi Grind, Room, The Witch.
1: And I mean, I think the reason. I mean, those are lobster. all amazing. Those are all really interesting movies.
2: Well, I think I think uh, Ex Machina is number one yeah, right well, now. Yeah, well, let's let's have a look at the figures here. Let's yeah, give it to us, Brian. With uh, twenty-five million, uh, four hundred and forty thousand. Uh, right now, Moonlight's sitting at twenty-five million three hundred fifty-seven thousand. Oh wow! So it might. Huh. So it might it probably will. It probably and, will. And
3: soon. Room made seventeen yeah, the point other, four million,
2: which is like a
1: lot of money for the that Witch, movie. The
2: Witch is number three with twenty-five million one hundred, and then uh, Spring Breakers after that. I think
1: 14. what's most clear about that, just even with the movies that Jacob listed, is like the the model that A twenty four does that works so well is every one of those movies, for the most part, has either a unique story or a really talented director behind it. So clearly what A24 is doing is it does not care about the money that it's going to make out the back end of these films. It's more about the story that's what matters, and that's why they,
2: you know. But still at the same time, that's no way to run a business. The Spring
1: Breakers is Harmony Corinne. Well, maybe it is, though, because they, when they, you tell interesting stories, then Moonlight wins Best Picture.
2: Right, but out of all of the movies that they've made, which have been 25 so far, only six have made over $10 million. Yeah, okay. but have they made their budget back? Well, it depends on the budget for like the bling ring. You know, well, okay, well, Watson,
1: Moonlight was made for 1.5. So how right. much did you say it made again? 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to do the
2: math on that, but that's doing pretty well. I don't
1: right. think <laughs> I'm sure that. a I'm sure. Why would you not do the math on that? That's like really easy math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was the the point um, that it's obvious, right? It, they they're obviously m- making some money, but it's not about the money from from what you know. I think that's a good point. And it, also,
3: it is
1: about the story. We also brought up they are they're pumping out movies, so. But the, what they do is they just clearly are putting a limited amount of money behind a director, a big director. Where you, every one of those movies you named, where it's uh, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, or Harmony Korine's Spring Breaker, Sofia Coppola's Bling Ring, I, like every one of those movies you named, you can probably me or Brian or someone here could tell you who the director of that is. Which means they are clearly just letting directors make the passion projects that they want to make.
3: I don't know about I don't know about that. Well, name a I movie
1: then that that can dispute that for your argument. Room? Like the yeah r- okay or the lobster, the lobster was made by what is his name? He's the he's a Greece director who won, who who won the foreign best foreign language film for Dogs. I mean two. we could go through. I could tell you some of those movies that weren't. Yeah.
3: I I think that to me when I look at that list, they clearly are championing a story.
2: Original. Over, I mean you story. said
3: that it's an original story. These movies it seems like they're like built to go up for best original screenplay. Like the lobster did snuck in. It did sneak in for Best Original I think what one. I said was a unique story and tell. to no, filmmakers. No, I know, but then, but then but you I'm changed. If you look at the first you people
1: did. that you listed for 2013, which was Harmony Korine, Sofia Coppola, their original plan, which is five years old, so it's still probably their plan right now, was to take great directors and let them make the movie they want to make, which is why it's working for them. Sometimes it doesn't work. I'm pretty sure they also released Sea of Trees, which was the Gus Van Sant movie that people like walked out of at can with yes. matthew mcconaughey We're just just to
0: check oh, oh I, well not to check but i did just want to butcher one name just earlier on in the podcast <laughs> but when i butcher names later on it won't be so offensive uh but the director for this uh for the lobster and dog tooth yogos um something. was uh oh no go for it actually why don't you butcher the name uh, uh yogos <laughs> something, <laughs> or something. Y- it's uh yogos lanthimos Yorgos have you seen dog too that's pretty good i thought i have really, it's Excellent, really good man. it's so really good.
1: good so good the first film i think greece ever had for best foreign language film
0: really really yeah i mean th- that director I've, I've watched i can't remember the other title that i've seen like at least three of his films they're all amazing and so if and they're all at, like socio uh political you know it's yeah. all dealing with society and the way we do what we do
1: and so like the three movies they put out last year or whatever were lobster which is that director which I won't try and say his name again. Uh, <laughs> Moonlight, which is Barry Jenkins, who made Melancholy and. Was it Melancholy and Moonlight? The. Midnight from Is it Midnight for Melancholy? Something like that. Um, and then 20th Century Woman, which is Mike Mills. Those are all very talented, like top of the rank independent filmmakers right now. Totally.
0: Well, I mean, regardless, I mean, I think we can all agree that 824 is a pretty exciting prospect coming into. moving into the future. I mean, if this is what they've done in the first five years, uh, I mean. Only you know good things to come, I assume. So uh, let's let's talk on the next point here. We got um, uh, a new biopic coming out, and uh, it's an Armstrong biopic, I believe. Uh, what? Which Armstrong are we talking <laughs> here? We're got? talking Neil, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, Armstrong. We already Another had a Lance. Uh, yeah. We had a Lance one didn't work out that <laughs> well. It could have been Louis Armstrong. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of with Armstrongs. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah. It would make sense after <laughs> <laughs> Lala Land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes you touched on that so uh Ryan Gole- Gosling is uh the Wazzle, as I like to call him is up for um playing Neil Armstrong in a biopic about the what first man on the moon Um well, that's what he was Well hey look I mean do <laughs> they like not
2: do they not have the moon in Australia well, No we do we <laughs> oh. do
0: but we just don't talk about I don't know. America owning it or something. <laughs> um, so, oh, you I know, we anyway. Do, we th- do a flag there. We, we do own, own the you, you, you did pretty much, pretty strongly put a flag on, on the moon. Listen, that's what we do. Great. Worked out pretty well. Marked our territory. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Damien Chazelle, Chazelle? Yep. Damien Chazelle. Uh, is up for uh, making it, the filmmaker on this one. I mean, <laughs> is it going to be good? What do you yes. think?
1: What are we talking about here? First movie that won't be about jazz for Damien Chazelle. Unless he's playing the, unless he's playing like the trumpet on the movie. Well, or something. no, no, no. Hold on. After a second. he planted the flag, he just pulls out a trumpet. I,
3: I think it'll still be scored with jazz music. I think it'll still feel like a, I think it'll still feel like a rhythmic biopic. I would, I would really doubt if he just stopped. There's no jazz at all involved in this film. But that's not to say anything negative about it. Just to be clear, I still think that he is intrinsically connected. To, music, to jazz music, jazz music specifically. Music. Maybe. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I
1: think he's exciting. I think if it was just Neil Armstrong playing, like, jazz music and on, like, the the uh, <laughs> space shuttle into the onto the moon I would watch it as long think, as long I you think you'd do it
0: interestingly do you know the wire work they use in La La Land of them like drifting through if the stars as
3: long as J.K. Simmons is yelling at him I'm in for it
2: oh you know oh he's so gonna be one of the guys he's back. gonna be the flag no he's, <laughs> 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 you know, he's gonna be one of the guys back in Texas on Earth like commanding them like, absolutely he's yeah. gonna be the Tom Hanks no no not the Tom Hanks the Garrison the Ed Harris Kirsten Wig and the Martian yeah <laughs> it's the Jeff, he's the Jeff Daniels. I'm excited for this because Neil Armstrong is from my parents' hometown in Ohio. Jesus. So hopefully, my uh, my old parents' hometown makes it to the big screen.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be nice. I mean, yeah. they'll just re- recreate here somewhere in a yeah, know, stage. Know, but uh,
3: no, stop it. They'll film it in Ohio.
0: Will they? <laughs> I I forgot. Ohio <laughs> is known for its <laughs> bustling <laughs> film industry.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And That's this so is the great. first Damien Chazelle movie too that he won't be writing it because it's Who's written by the guy who wrote Spotlight. Interesting. Don't I'm, know his name <laughs> <laughs> Wish I did But he wrote Spotlight So Damien Chazelle Because he wrote Whiplash Wrote La La Land Both about um, jazz If you hadn't picked up on that And then He's he's signing on to this one Which I think it's it'll Josh, be interesting Josh to see Singer Josh Sorry. Singer Thank you Um, That just popped into Jake's mind too I didn't just, look yeah, at his I phone just, at all I didn't look at my phone uh, But I just think It'll be interesting to see I always think it's interesting When a director Who's been only original work Takes on someone else's Like wor- written word Because I always feel like sometimes it has an effect
0: but i I feel like someone like damien chazelle i mean he's gonna not take on something that he doesn't have a strong vision for yeah i mean he's obviously gonna have some sort of connection to this film and and, and an angle on it i mean
1: going going forward the next 20 years or 15 years is damien chazelle the next like the most interesting filmmaker right now like the one that when he comes out it's the most interesting for you to go see his film
0: well you know like i was just thinking about what you're saying about how he wrote you know he wrote the last two films that he's done and they've both been fucking amazing and he directed them and he did like all the other little bits and pieces and it's it's terrifying the kind of force this guy is you know what i mean it's it's like when i think about i don't know um orson wells or whatever writing citizen kane at 24 and starring it producing it and all that sort of thing it makes you want to throw up your hands and go oh well it was (laughs) was nice to think about (laughs) 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 Nice nice to think about making movies um i mean this this guy like hell i mean it's amazing what he can do.
2: It is. At such a young age, it's kind of depressing. Well, it's funny because <laughs> yeah. if, you,
1: if you think about it in terms of, like, the echelon of, like, filmmakers right now, where it's, like, you have, like, the legends, whether it be, like, a Martin Scorsese or a, right. a Clint Eastwood or something, or Woody Allen, like, the people who have been making forever, and then you have, like, the solid rock right now of filmmakers, which is, like, I don't know, your Tarantino's. Favreau. Or your Fab, Favreau, yeah, PTA, Um link later yeah. people like that but then this younger class of filmmakers like who else is in there with Damien Chazelle Barry Ryan, Jenkins obviously now Ryan Coogler Moonlight. Ryan Coogler Sean yeah. Baker Sean if, Baker if, depending on the Florida project um, Sean Baker uh, Ava DuVernay yeah did I pronounce it last name correctly? I think it's DuVernay but also I don't know Jeff Nichols <laughs> <laughs> I think it is but so not 100% sure <laughs> J C what I'm just saying before. right now I mean Damien Chazelle is what 32 yeah Oh god! it's wild when you think that most great directors probably hadn't even made their first movie by the time they were 32. Yet.
3: But I yeah. think that uh, for me, at least Damien Giselle isn't any more exciting than those other directors we just listed. The younger ones like Barry Jenkins or Brian Coogler or Sean Baker. Well, Sean Baker, I guess less than them. Cause yeah. did you guys see Tangerine, tangerine right? Yeah. Tangerine is amazing. But, um, that was such a unique vision all shot on iPhone and, like a dirt cheap budget, and the Florida Project is obviously much bigger. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think you can. I think it's impossible to say definitively that Damien Chazelle is the most exciting upcoming I think, filmmaker. Sorry, go ahead, no,
2: I think for me though, you know, especially you know, because I pay very close attention to directors, and they're almost like my movie stars. Like I want to go see a movie because of somebody who directed it. Out of that group, Damien Chazelle stands out the most to me. Like if I want to go see this next this new Damien Chazelle movie, I also think Damien, I think a close second is probably Ryan Coogler. I
1: also think Damien Chazelle is the closest Ryan. to like. Like, you know, a Sean Baker is amazing, and but I put him in the same vein as some of these people, like the Duplass Brothers and stuff like that, where they are, it's this new genre of filmmaking, which is, you know, from mumblecore to this very independent wave, where Damien Chazelle is one of the few directors who of that young age is making the type of movies where it's like, oh, this was like a Scorsese-level style directing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what PTA did the last 20 years. I think Damien Chazelle right. is that new PTA, where this is, a ho- he's a Hollywood filmmaker. Wait, wait, slow down, does PTA. It well. Paul Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Just for everybody else who
0: didn't, he know made as well. Boogie
1: Nights, Magnolia. Um, there will be blood. There will be blood. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. And no, he's, I mean I know he's, who he's he's very he very is. Much, yeah, just for the. I know I'm saying for the people at home, he's very much he's very much, he's very much a, a, just a great like he's very Martin Scorsese, right? He's an auteur, is what you would
2: call, it where he has his own style that you can recognize from movie to movie.
1: Auteur is such a great way to put it because if you take a lot of these younger directors too, where it's like I don't know if. Some I don't want to name a name and bash someone, but I don't know if they're not tour, or if they're making,
2: or they're just a really solid director. Yeah,
1: you know it's 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 easier than ever to make a movie than it's ever been. It's cheaper than ever. Most people can do it, so there's more people making movies. I don't know if like Damien Chazelle is making Hollywood features that are really supremely directed.
0: I just I, wait. But I know. I know. We we mentioned we wouldn't weren't going to necessarily talk about this too much just because jacob's yet to get on the bandwagon with this one and see it but i mean jordan peele and get out oh it's incredible holy shit i mean this film he wrote and directed i'm I'm just just talking about people who are writing and directing films you know what i mean yeah and and have a specific style that stands out i mean this is his first feature and holy
1: crap you know like well i think he directed um he did no i don't think he directed this he didn't direct it i don't think he directed Keanu. yeah yeah yeah. that move that movie, I'm by the way, I saw it. Me and Brian saw it. We were supposed to see it with Adrian Sunday night. Adrian was selfish and didn't buy his tickets and it sold out because Whoa. it's an amazing movie. Well, and you turned up like ten and, minutes before that anyway. is true, that is true. Me and Brian went to go see it. Um and that movie hasn't left me. Same. Like same. without any spoiler alerts. Like I thought everyone in it was incredible. I was, like, stressed out the whole time. Man, I, was I was enjoying every minute. I was sweating minute. and yeah. laughing at the same time. And by the way, I always think this is the best barometer of, like, a good... Like, I had some good scare factors in it, too, where you know it's a good, like, scare in the movie, where... Everyone gets scared, and there's just laughter in the theater because everyone's so embarrassed about how scared they got. There was a couple jumps in that movie.
2: That was my favorite part of the movie was watching it with that big of an audience, yeah, and hearing their reactions at the same time. Go see Get
1: Out before it has a smaller audience because it is worth seeing with the whole. It bunch is a of lot people. of fun with the whole. But when I got
0: out of the this little tiny theater in Los villas here in, uh, in Hollywood, the the um. There was just a crowd of people, like 40 or 50 people who I don't think necessarily knew each other, but were just standing in the foyer talking about this film they just watched, which is an experience you just don't get when you go to see a lot of movies you know what i mean yeah. it's rare that you have a, a commune a communal experience and and i really felt that after this film that like we all had just seen something we got in an uber uh, an uber down the road and um this couple gets in and they're like talking and i'm like you guys just saw get out and they're like yes oh my god and we just talked about this film because it was just so you know
1: impacting it was also, great i felt like i had like a physical reaction to the movie where like I was tensed up. It's like, I, I felt the same way when I left Um, the first time I saw Whiplash. When I left right. Whiplash, I felt like I was in a car accident because it was just like, so you're just so like amped sure, up. Yeah. And by the way, I saw the f- Jordan Peele who directed it, who did an incredible job. And well, apparently nice. he's got a whole group of films lined up that like are dealing with the same type of, which is amazing. I'm so excited for, but he tweeted like some photo of Donald Trump talking to Ben Carson, like whispering in Ben Carson's ear, which, you know, and, and apparently and the, the thing that Jordan Peel tweeted with it was uh, Are you in your sunken place? <laughs> like, that's amazing.
0: Um, anyway, my point of bringing him up was just to chuck him in the mix because I really hope that this isn't a fluke and then he's gonna continue to make some
1: interesting films. And then one more name to it too. Did you guys see American Honey? No. No one saw it. Okay. No, Directed by, yeah. It's an Andrea, Andrea Arnold. She directed Fish Tank. If you saw Fish Tank, she's yeah, amazing Fish too. And she's really young, Fish coming tank up. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. maybe she's not that young, but she's amazing. I have no idea the age no, is. I think th- I think that
3: she's in her 30s. Okay, but American Honey
1: is fantastic. If you get a chance, and Fish Tank, as Adrian said, it's it's really good She's great. 55. So those are those are like be my list. But I just think okay, Damien yeah. Chazelle. Like yeah, was saying, you go list. to see movies because of a director. If I see Damien Chazelle, like I will be seeing First Man. Do you think Do you think Damien Chazelle, when he first got the script, and they were like, "It's an Armstrong biopic," he was like, "Yeah, it's Louis." <laughs> uh, i'm getting typecasted i gotta change it to Neil. <laughs> um
0: interesting as well i mean uh with the a new rating on imdb an f rating um which would uh denote a, a female director is that right anyone involved
3: if, um, if there are enough people involved behind the camera that are women so it's like you right. can you can now search for films made by women it's something that was introduced in in england yeah first yep and um, the
0: uh, the idea is to highlight the lack of women within the industry, right? It's disturbing. Well, and they were going to investigate it.
3: Um, there was going to be an actual—I don't know what department was going to investigate, but
0: here in the states,
1: you mean?
3: Yeah, but it's not going to happen now. Obviously, with Our current administration. The current administration. <laughs> yeah, it's not. A it's, it's, of, Trump's a big fan of Andrea happen. Arnold. I've heard. Yeah. Saw so American Honey yeah. like
1: three times. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
3: Yeah, that and Finding Dory. Um, but yeah. This is, I think, this is a really good thing. I don't know if it's gonna, I don't know what it's necessarily gonna do, but I think that. Well, I I think think it's gonna bring awareness. Well, for instance, all of the, except for Andrew Arnold, the directors that we brought up, that we even know about, were men. Um, So it's definitely something that there's a serious problem with. I mean, we still have, um, what is her fucking name? Catherine Bigelow is still the only woman um, to win Best Director um, at the Oscars. So that's definitely a problem. That we.
1: Yes. Okay, yes, for that's sense. correct, for Point Break. Is it going to do anything now that it's on IMDb? What's going to be the difference with that? I mean, I guess you can search it up. Well, you movies, can find movies, films, films with an but, F rating. And then you can
3: watch them, and they can make theoretically make more money, because people will look for films directed by or involving women. So you can specifically target that.
0: From, well, from what I read today, uh, the idea is, is also to promote awareness. It's uh, not a bad the, thing. No, around the fact that, that, that there is a fucking huge, you know... Um, in balance in terms of like female creatives, it's like six percent versus or something like that. Versus, and and I don't mean there's a lack of them. There, I know many a female creative out there, but ones who are you know employed and, and getting recognised for their sure. work, you know, in the same way that men often are. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the lack. It's not that there's a lack of talent by any you know.
2: I mean, I think it's a great a great idea. I think it'll do a great job raising awareness about the lack of women. But I don't, on the other hand. I don't see a lot of people, at least majority of America, going, well, let me go online and search for a movie directed by a woman. Most, most likely not, they're looking for a star or a story.
3: Well, no, but what it also helps is that there are initiatives to find more female directors and stuff like that. Sure. But th- I mean, think about how Colin Trevorrow, is that how his, what his name is? Yeah. Think about how Colin Trevorrow got um, Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Think about how he got it because people were like, oh, I see a young me in this so like that's why a lot of female directors don't make it up in the business but imagine if you are a director or a production company looking for someone you look oh I need I, it's it's high time we get a woman in the director's chair for this franchise or for this thing you can look up oh let me find a woman who's directed this oh this movie was directed by a woman because I can now search that right. on IMDB so, and then you can find something so for instance like Andrea Arnold could get picked up to direct you know I don't know the next fucking Jurassic. Do you Park agree movie. then
2: that should be more ratings other than just female, for different other minorities, or? I
3: mean, sure. Well, you should well, you should be able to search anything.
0: Well, why not? I mean, well, minorities within the industry.
2: Within we'll, the industry, think, industry but well, think about I it. Guess. There's right. no like,
3: under underrepresented. Yeah, underrepresented. Well, think about it. If if Barry Jenkins had won Best Director, it would have been the first black director ever to win. I mean, that's right. that's nuts. We've had one woman, and no no black people. Right. That's, right. That's that's. And it's it, it is not for a lack of good films. Right. It's for a lack of recognition for good films, mm-hmm. or a lack and of I think wide release in the right for good right. films. No, it is. Yeah. I think it's a good step, and I you know it's an important thing.
0: Uh, we I mean we've already briefly spoken about Get Out already, um, and then there's also Split. So, I mean this week we I think for the most part apart from Jacob unfortunately I didn't say anything. Oh, you're a busy guy. We understand. i um, very busy. Yeah. So Split. Which was, uh, I don't know, see, I'm I'm one of these people, well, I'm the only person I know who saw it out of a group of about 20-odd th- peers who can can wasn't we excited about spoil it Spoil it, you can spoil it. Can we do important. a spoiler? All right, so just everybody... Um, if you haven't seen M. Night Shyamalan movies
3: and you haven't seen Split, then don't listen to the next whatever five minutes. maybe
2: Because we're going to ruin
3: it. Because they are going to ruin it and we're going to ruin all of his other movies. To
1: be fair, Jacob ruined this movie for
3: me. Day he came t- out. He told me he wasn't going to see it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it twice now. Well, you didn't see it. I know, but I know the ending because I ruined it for Luke. Yeah. Um, I looked it up specifically to ruin so it. So,
2: when you're watching Split, a lot of people came up with questions about this. I'm going to explain this one final time because I had to do it like 10 times that night after the movie at the bar. Um, it's so, in the Stuart Little universe. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> Split uh, has a surprise cameo in the last five seconds um, where um, Bruce Willis shows up as his character from unbreakable and that kind of ties the movie into the unbreakable universe makes it an unofficial sequel which was a 15 no 17 year plot twist in my mind uh it it elevated the movie in a cheap way (laughs) I think if you take that part off it's not as good of a movie obviously Um, or
1: M. Night Shyamalan being like happening didn't work Village didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Let's bring it back Avatar to the Avatar didn't bubble. work.
2: <laughs> well, he always said he wanted to do a sequel, and everyone, this was kind of the one movie out of all his that if there was going to be a sequel to one of his movies, this was Unbreakable would be the one people wanted to see again. I I'm still so waiting for The Seventh so, Sense. I know. I know you're wait, waiting for The Happening 2, American Blue. I Boodle. think we're all waiting for The Happening too. Uh, Hold on.
1: I've seen The Happening 2 a few times. Oh, not The Happening 2. I've seen The Happening a <laughs> few times. Um, I've seen The what? Happening 2 in my brain. I've wait. Um, wait. Have you seen The Happening wait. Why have you seen it multiple times? Because I saw it. I had it. It was one of those things where I was going. I remember this very vividly. I was going on vacation with my parents to like Europe. That made me sound so spoiled. Um, <laughs> like, Wait, no, but guys, just general do- Europe. <laughs> just all of Europe. Did you take your brother's shoes My mom worked for an airline, so we got it's like fine. three don't, flights. Don't worry about it. made me sound even more fine. spoiled. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, I downloaded like movies on like my little iPod, video iPod. So spoiled. I just, that. just, uh, just uh, <laughs> stop. But uh, I, one of the Jesus. movies that I downloaded before I left was The Happening, and this was back when iPods were like eight gigabytes. You have one thing, and it was The Happening, and I just saw it like, I think like probably twelve times. And you just trip. kept watching like, it I over didn't and have over anything again? else to watch on these flights. Listen
3: to fucking music or something.
1: I the all the gigs were used for The Happening. Huge <laughs> mistakes <laughs> That you was had the had real a, twist of The Happening. Was you know, hundred dollar Happening. Gigs. Oh my god! I've seen it several times. It was horrible, thoughts? all of them. But I'm just. <laughs> you asked me why I'd seen it multiple times. Hey, Here's your story. Hey, you're a tree? I had a very spoiled okay. childhood, which is why I saw that happening several times. So,
0: I mean, sp- split, for me, I don't know. I. You've I, also
2: I, I, never seen Unbreakable. I've never seen Unbreakable, but so I don't think I don't do think
0: like one little fucking piece of information at the end of the film makes up for the rest of the, what I saw as relative trash. It
1: should I thought it was good. I thought James McAvoy was incredible. Jen,
0: in Luke, no, look, don't get me wrong. James McAvoy was great. The, girl. the lead girl was really amazing. Can, Anya Taylor Joy. She's to, great. Oh, she's from the witch. That?
3: She's in the witch. That's what I do. You're amazing. That's what I'm here for. That one was an everyone should know. That was not with the phone. What's her name? I knew that. Anya Taylor Joy. She's great. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, she was really, really great in The Witch. Which the b- I think The Witch is a fucking great. That's whoever directed that. that. I need to see that. That is a great I him, modern. Actually.
2: I can't remember his name, but I met him. It's that is He's one great. of the
3: that is movie is so it's his first movie too. Okay, let's talk more
2: about Split for briefly,
1: which yeah. is I thought it was really good. I thought, I thought it was great. I I was like, but maybe that was because I was going in with the happening on my mind and like this <laughs> to right. <might> be trash. <laughs> And God, what if M. Night was listening to this? No, like, for me, um, it's no, I, I don't think
0: it's look, I don't think it's M. When I say when I say trash, I, I guess that's a bit strong. Like, it was a decent, decently done film, it's a but, thriller, but uh, but it wasn't thrilling. I saw every like little fucking turn coming, I didn't have any jump scare experience. I wasn't surprised. I mean, I thought his performance was great. Um, I thought the old lady was great, I thought the lead girl was great, I wish they'd cast a different girl for that main, yeah, for, the, for the like panicky girl she who sucked. just couldn't act without having had to breathe and have a shaky voice, a just one, every single scene, it was like, okay love, you. Time has passed. You're in a different state, and this is for me reflects the director's direction. And I feel like he's a great writer. I feel like it was a great premise in the hands of another filmmaker. That would have been a fucking fantastic film. But in the hands of Emile Shamalan, I mean, I'm sorry, I really like The Sixth Sense. If you're listening, don't get me wrong. But he's uh, definitely listening. But but otherwise, you know what I mean? Like I feel like he comes up with great premise, comes up with great writing often. But he. Doesn't he fumbles it through the goal? You the fun I, mean? I had with
2: it, <clears throat> and the reason why I think the ending made it better for me personally, because first of all, I had Oscar fatigue. I wanted something that I wasn't going to win an Oscar. Give me something fun. Give me something wild uh, out of left field. And I'm like, all right, here's this M Night Shyamalan movie. Who I think the budget is like nine or ten million dollars. And he self financed it for split. Did he? Yeah. So okay. he's making a lot of money because I did it for Bloomhouse. His second movie in a row for Bloomhouse. What did
3: it make when it opened like eighty or it something? It is like currently
2: worldwide over two hundred twenty-two million dollars.
1: So I think it did make what eight, split? It, it didn't make eighty. It's opening weekend. It made probably like thirty or yeah. forty. Oh, 30
3: That's what. Okay. So, but it blew out. Um, it was it blew triple X.
2: Yeah, out of the water. I think, out of the water. Did it also it really? destroyed really? rings.
3: Rings. That's no, not triple X. Rings.
2: But um, the reason why I because I when I go into a, an M Night Shyamalan movie. I'm like, okay. You're like, what am I doing here? <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm looking for the twist. I'm in the wrong theater. Is this a colonial village? I'm looking for the twist, and I'm looking to see if it's, you know, see if I can figure it out. And it got to the end of the movie, and I'm like, this can't be the end, because there's kind of a fake ending where they show the title, and you think, oh, that's it. This sucks. And then it comes back, and I'm like, okay. I like lean forward, and I'm like, okay, M. Night, you're not going to get me. Something's and then all of a sudden Bruce Willis comes out and mind blown.
0: Do you know what's actually really interesting? Yeah, is that, it's the end of the film. The last 30 seconds of the yeah. film makes Wait, up the but rest But it changes of it. the Wait, whole rest of the movie. Yeah, but that's Sure, like, but I guess I need to watch it in context. I also think
1: yeah, that, but I also that also, like, that's, up to that without that is still good. It's that's, still a fine thriller. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but it's also fair that
3: the ending of a movie can affect your entire viewing of it. Like That's that's the whole point of uh, a Matt Shyamalan Yeah, I get what you're both trying to but say. But also at the same time, there's a really interesting article that I read. Have any of you guys watched The Good Place on NBC? No. It's a really fucking good tv show it's okay it's mike sure tv show anyway the ending of season one is a massive twist ending and he gave this great interview um about like how do you keep up with that and they were asking him, oh is are you gonna do this twist season two this twist season two is the twist
1: ending that nbc show got good ratings yes that is the twist Uh,
3: actually a couple nbc shows have good ratings this Uh, is us yes for now and superstore but anyway the, the the point is that he he brought up the He was talking about twist endings and said that M. Night Shyamalan's problem is that after The Sixth Sense where he nailed that twist ending that nobody saw coming, he got super cocky and then he had to keep that thing up the whole time. So that is now the M. Night Shyamalan thing is that just exactly what you were talking about. You go into the movie and you're like, where's the twist? I'm ready. And that is such a hard thing to keep up, which is like probably one of the reasons why he ended up directing Avatar the Last Airbender because he was like well and I'm After I'm Earth, not going to put yeah. a fucking twist in this thing with After Earth like and because not every movie has to have a twist. No, no.
1: Signs didn't have a twist ending either. Yes it
3: did. Yes, it did. Swing away, Merrill. Yeah, what are you talking about? The what whole What is the thing twist fit? ending of Signs? Oh, that it's God. the twist ending is that it was the whole time it was water that she's putting the
1: water no, and no, everything
2: no. fits into place. Yeah, and also the twist ending was that her his wife's dying words saved them.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. Sorry. Okay.
2: Oh, I well, haven't seen Signs I, in a sign, long time. Okay,
3: but Signs more less a twist ending and more everything fits into place suddenly at the end. Yeah. Every single domino falls all exactly where it needs to have fallen. And you're like, oh. Uh, and then you're also like, wait a minute, why would they fucking come to a planet that was full of water if they couldn't handle water? It doesn't make any sense. Right. um But again, that's his problem, is that he had to develop a twist. I, I think it was an interesting interview because it brings to the point that exactly your viewing experience, that he is now plagued with this, where's the twist, M. Night. So...
0: I think it's a it's a tough
3: viewing, yeah. If you I, don't understand, if you've that never twist. seen sure.
2: Unbreakable and you're like, wait, Bruce Willis. I like,
0: di- but I also mean it as a thriller for itself. For me, it didn't it, it didn't excite me, right, and, be- and I thought it was shot. I don't know. There's just maybe I was like maybe I'm like all souped up on those great Oscars films that we've just been watching a lot of, and I saw this and I was like, oh yeah. Great
1: Hitchcock director cameo in that movie though. With with, uh, he's in every one of his movies. I know, know, but I think it's his best one yet. Him just like eating the wings. Yeah, that's right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: What was I gonna say? So do we think? Do we think we're gonna have an unbreakable? Like you know, is he? He is
2: writing a third one.
0: He's he's creating a multiverse. See, that's I'm interested in that. I mean, like as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, well now I'm more willing to go with this average film I just watched. Watch um, Unbreakable. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll get back to I'm going to watch it this week. It's I'll watch HBO. it this week, and we can have a quick chat about it next week. Maybe.
3: Unbreakable is one of his best, okay. for sure. Okay. Having seen just three of his movies. <laughs> his first <laughs> yeah, <three>. is kidding. <laughs> just
0: his best. Three good ones. All right. So uh, this week, we've got a few new releas- releases. Um, we've got Kong. Skull Island. Again, another King Kong film. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have a problem with that. I'm just saying it is another well, King you, Kong you film. You can have a problem with it. And then uh, mm-hmm. Personal
1: Shopper. Yeah, it's made by the same director who made... Uh, Cl- clouds, clouds of, of Silsen yeah. yeah,
2: I've heard nothing but great things about Personal Shopper from, uh, I don't know where it premiered earlier this year, but... Um, uh, can? It looks like a haunted... It would make sense if it was Can. A uh, little ghost you, story type... Do you know the story? Can do you, I? I can, yet, please don't say anything about can it. You 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 no, I can, t- can you give us you a little No, I can just tell you the story. Quick g- synopsis. The yeah. quick
3: synopsis is that she... Um, her brother dies, and she makes a deal with her brother that she'll try to find him in the afterlife, like try to connect with him, and she becomes a personal shopper in Paris working for someone. And she lives in the house where her brother died and she tries to connect with him. So it's like on the outset, it's like a pretty standard story of she's a personal shopper and she's like not super into it, kind of like lazy about it. But then at the same time, there's this weird supernatural element. I don't know the ending of it. So yeah. I don't Bruce know Willis isn't a dying. I've only, <laughs> I've only heard good things. The, the filmmaker's name is Olivier Assayas. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, but he's also made some-
0: Just say it with confidence. Most people will believe you. I did it. Olivier. Olivier.
3: We'll say Olivier. That's his first name.
0: Um, Last name? Nope.
3: <laughs> it doesn't have one. It's like Beyonce.
2: Um, I really am not caring at all about Kong.
3: I have something to say about Kong. What's that? Um, I think it's ridiculous that they can only find one woman to go in that movie.
2: I think it's stupid. Isn't that the trope? Y- of yes. The Kong movies?
3: Why make a new one if you're just going to make the same fucking movie?
1: I don't know what... Yeah, I mean, if you go back to every single King Kong movie, the whole... I There's mean, always no, one lead blonde. It's Fay Wray, and then it's... Naomi Jessica Watts. Lay? Jessica Lange. Just- oh, it's yeah. Naomi Watts. Watts. It's the blonde damsel in distress who falls but now literally son, into the hand of... She's
2: not going to be a damsel in distress now. She's but she still a falls
3: into his hand. Right. Like, And she has a camera this time. Right. As opposed to the... I don't
1: well, know, like know if you're going to be concerned about something. I don't think it should be the lack of female characters and it. it should be how they portray the female character in it because every King Kong movie has been oh, she falls in love with the ape. Yeah, but I would still, but I'm but I'm saying like I can be concerned I about but, both. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying this is not the movie to be concerned about because the whole storyline revolves around the one female character that King Kong falls in love with. It's a love story. Yeah. But it's see, a I, love story between King Kong and the young I woman.
3: I don't think that's right though. Yes. Kong Skull Island it's like not going to be necessarily the best movie for representation or whatever because if it's regular trope that we're just going to redo over and over again. But we should also expect. and We talked about this a little bit last time. Maybe I think we should expect more from these movies. Superhero movies, for instance, are putting more diverse casts. So like a Kong remake, it should be important to
1: put more I women, think, like put I female soldiers. I think obviously soldiers. there's an issue with underrepresentation of women in film. But I don't. Th- I think King Kong is one of the few movies that can get away with not having it because why. It is- it, the whole storyline, is it's a love story between King Kong and the one woman of the story. Okay, if that's the whole storyline, then why are there all
3: the soldiers? Why are there all these characters? Why couldn't any of them be women? I don't think it takes up any more brain space or is any less important to be like, why aren't there more women in this film, especially if but it's I'm not remaking Kong? How many characters Kong. are there in King Kong? In Kong I'll, I'll tell you on the poster how many characters there are in the poster.
2: That's not the problem I have with the movie. The problem I have with the movie... Please tell me, Brian. Um, ...is that uh, this does take place in the 70s, so it's a sequel to the original, and the entire reason for the movie is so that we can have a King Kong fight Godzilla in a third movie. Yeah, well it's, yeah it's in the same...
3: It's going to match up yeah. with the Godzilla, which I thought it's, was pretty good, actually. It's
2: produced by the same... It's going to... That's all it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's
3: another by franchise. the guys who produced Godzilla. It's a, it's a yeah. franchise. Here's, here's the characters that are in the movie. We have... Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, John Goodman, Corey Hawkins, John Ortiz, Tian Jing, which is the other woman, Toby Kebbell, Jason Mitchell, Shea Wingham, Thomas Mann, Eugene Cordero, Mark Evan Jackson, and then I think Jacob, Will you're going Britton, at me here something that Jenks, I don't Richard Richard really Jenkins. care about.
1: Which is, I'm not saying that there's not an issue with underrepresentation of women in film. I'm just saying that that would not be my primary concern with this movie. It would but, be the it would be the representation of the so, character that Brie so Larson plays. So you're arguing
0: two different points. I mean, regardless. That does sound pretty shitty.
1: Like that list. That was of two names. women. And I like, think Kong's Kong Skull Island without knowing anything else about it sounds shitty. Yeah. But it's, that's who gives a fuck. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's another King Kong movie. That's
3: what I'm saying. This all this is in every single movie. We should all be concerned if there's poor representation. That is what I'm arguing. This should be a movie. Movies like this should feature more women. I am arguing the fact that the movie was made the way it was made is a problem. Agreed. All right.
0: So uh, (laughs) look at Kong. Look at that.
3: My favorite
1: thing about Jacob is he can get me into an argument about something I don't even care about. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Because you just get heated so quickly. All
0: right. So uh, upcoming 2017 TV and film. Uh, We had a little chat about this earlier. We uh, perhaps came up with a list or two of some things we're excited to see coming out. Um, The Hollywood Reporter released a, a bit of a list that really details... All of the different television, all of the different film that's currently slated this year.
3: Yeah, all the the TV shows. All the TV shows. We can probably put a link up
0: with the podcast. Yeah, yeah.
3: Every single pilot that's being produced, which is too many.
0: Yes, there is a lot, Um, which is interesting because just just as a side note, speaking to my actor friends who all come over here from Australia for pilot season, they've said this has been the quietest pilot season for auditions they've ever had, although when you look at the slate, there's more pilots being made. This year, so I'm not sure what's happening with casting. Maybe but we're also talking yeah, good actors. <laughs> no, no, <they're>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like professional good actors, like people who have representation here who come every year and do right, shit tons right. of auditions. Has not been the case this year, and they're talking about the idea that that pilot season is soon not going to be a thing with Absolutely. the new pa- platforms like Netflix and Amazon and all these guys who are just going to make shows whenever because it doesn't matter when they when they air they all go up at the same time all episodes there's no time limitations well, And the, so the idea of pilot seasons is going to be a thing of the past in a couple of years.
3: Well I think one of the most important things about pilot season too is that it's a massive waste of money. Like you make a shitload of pilots and I, I don't remember what the percentage is or how it works but there's like a, like a hundred let's say there's like 100 pilots made there's like 15 that go to ser- that that get actually on TV and then like I don't know four that get a season two so it's just like a massive massive waste of money and there's all these orders where like you could be an actor like when um is it damon wayans jr yes damon wayans jr who was on new girl and then and happy endings and then he booked new girl but the the order was they would have to go back to happy endings if it got picked up for another season it did and then they had to recast so they aired the pilot with Damon Wayans Jr. in it, but then they had recast it with Lamorne Morris afterwards, which is like confusing yeah. and weird that that's even a thing that happens. I don't know. Uh,
2: For me with TV, I don't necessarily worry as a viewer about pilot season because I've been burned so many times by TV shows that I fell in love with at the premiere and then they got canceled. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of wait. And see if there actually is going right. to be a season two before I dive which in, which lends itself up. to
0: Netflix or and Amazon f- yeah. and Hulu because you can sit back, go, okay, I'll just let them make a whole whole thing as opposed to right. getting myself excited and then not being able to see what happens to these exactly. characters,
3: or at right? least like a full season. Like a lot of
0: these things don't yeah. even get full seasons. Um, has there been any
2: shows pitched this year that anyone's really excited about?
0: I haven't had a chance to check this out, okay. so I'm gonna I have a couple
2: that interested guys. me. Well, hold on, before you go, Jacob, do you <laughs> have any? No, I have one. Um, I'm interested in the Seth Meyers uh, comedy. I that wrote that down too. Out. Yeah, um, it's a it's about a professor who gets fired from a big university, goes Harvard. back to Harvard. Is it Harvard? Mm-hmm. Uh, goes back and teaches high school biology, biology, um, and then um, has a real beef with the university and starts his kids. The kids in his class start helping him get revenge. It's kind of
3: it's like kind of like a school of rock mentality where he yeah. like gets the kids to work against it,
2: and it's also
3: it's a diverse cast. So in terms of other pilots. Um, that are for 2017. Interestingly, there is um, 10 Days in the Valley, which stars Kira Sedgwick. She is a writer, and it takes place in the San Fernando Valley, and her daughter gets kidnapped, and she is a... thrill. She writes thrillers, and sort of like Castle, the kidnapping starts to mirror the things that she's written, so she kind of jumps into this so it, seedy in, underbelly so it's like into way. In i think way. i'm not 100 sure because i don't really know everything about it but yeah it seems like that's what it is um there's also household name which um sounds fascinating it is uh carol burnett's return to tv what
2: yes not it carol is
3: Burnett. carol carol <laughs> so it's a show about a fam a young family who is looking for a house they find a really really cheap house but it comes with a caveat that the uh woman who lives there will stay there and she is an aging tv actress who will then live with them and i i'm, I'm not 100 sure i don't think it's multicam. i think it's single cam um and then it's also that's played by carol Winnett, and then it's her like young sort of gay best friend associate played by timothy o'mundsen who is a really really great character actor he's actually in the movie on netflix that guy from that thing um, which is a great movie about oh. character actors who are sort of in the background of everything. He's in Psych, he's in Galavant. Uh The only problem with that that I have is that it's an all-white cast. Uh, there's also City Mayor, which is from David Diggs, who just won a Tony, or just coming off of a Tony win from Hamilton. Uh, it is about a rapper who runs for mayor, and without really planning on it, he wins. And then it's sort of about whatever happens from that. Uh, the only star in it is Leah Michelle. Uh, then another one from Jason Kadams, who has set a really, really great track record, Friday Night Lights, Parenthood, uh, County Med, just kidding, that did not get picked up for a season <laughs> order a couple of years ago, um, is Drama High. Drama High is based off of, um, I'm not sure who it is, but it's based off of a guy's autobiography. Um, it is about his experience in a high school theater department and really cool casting. It has Auli'i Cravalo, I think I'm saying that right, the young woman from Moana. And the last thing is the Sackett sisters. I don't know anything really about it. It's just Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, and they've had success twice now with 30 Rock. They're pretty sure a bit. Mm. And uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Again, though, all white people. So, interesting. Oh, and Household... I don't know if I mentioned this. Household name is Amy Poehler, is the EP. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I forgot to mention that. Okay, so, 2017 movies. Let's go to Brian. Uh,
2: 2017, um, I... I mentioned before that the uh, uh, I thought 2016 really kind of blew in terms of movies. Uh, 2017 looks blew much you gray. away, Ex- wait,
3: except for <laughs> except for we have to mention Ghostbusters, which Brian did love. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah,
2: um, it's
1: weird. It took him like three decades to see it. I know. <laughs> Big fans.
2: Um, real quick here, uh, let me know if I name any of these that are on your list. Um, for as far as blockbusters and sequels and stuff, they're inevitably going to be there. There's a few I'm excited about: the Alien Covenant movie. Um, directed by Ridley Scott again. Um, it, I'm a little worried it's going to redo the first Alien, kind of doing what Star Wars Force Awakens did, which is basically remake the first one. Definitely will. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Matt Reeves is coming back as director. The Last Planet of the Apes is really, 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 really good. Uh, if you haven't seen that, Jacob? Jacob, have you seen that?
3: All right, fine. I haven't seen it. See that movie? I've seen Along the James with, Franco one. Have
2: you seen E.T. yet?
3: Uh no no, no I've not seen ET. Okay, you e. see
2: that too. <laughs> um I'm also looking forward to Blade Runner 2049 um partly because Ridley Scott is also producing um and uh, Harrison Ford is back. Um, Who's directing it? Um Villeneuve. Oh, right. Obviously. Um, director of Arrival. That oh, and that's one. That Sicario.
3: We, sh- we didn't mention him. He's someone Jeez. I would see any movie that he yeah, directed. Yeah,
2: me too. He's on my list. Totally forgot him. Um uh, and I'm 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 psyched for the Cloverfield movie. I'm a I'm a fan. Is it still on the slate? It's uh, October. I thought they took it off. I think it's still on the side. Okay. Uh, that's supposed it's to be. God as far possible. as non-blockbusters. Um, wait, should we, wait, I have some blockbusters. Okay, go ahead, doing go ahead. Yeah, let's ahead. do blockbusters.
3: I think Spider-Man Homecoming is gonna be amazing. Oh, I'm excited um, I have that. only Boo. high hopes for Spider-Man. Tom hey, Holland. We didn't do yours, Brian. <laughs> Tom Holland is such a, I don't even read comics, but Tom Holland is such a fucking good Spider-Man. Um, he's amazing, Donald Glover's in it, Zendaya, I think is how you say her name, mm-hmm. she's in it. Um, the cast looks really, really cool. Brian just literally yawned. I don't think yeah. it was like a metaphorical it, yawn. I think it were both. It was um it was on purpose. But I think that's really cool. Um, another I think T two, train spotting.
1: Yeah, yes. really interesting. I, mean, um,
3: I think it's it's Danny Boyle again, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just in. watched Train Spotting for the first time a couple weeks ago. Pretty awesome, uh, right? It's a really fucking great movie. Talk it is about great. A, talk about like a unique director, Danny Boyle, consistently. So strange. Yeah. And really great.
2: And uh where early word is, it's kinda like come it's not I mean, it's getting decent reviews. Uh the, the second fuck one fuck it I'll see it anyway yeah right it's like, like coming back to old friends again
0: that's good. And, yeah, I think that's important. And just, uh, I mean, just on that that Danny Boyle note, uh, for anyone who's a subscriber to Geeks, which is our other podcast, we've just done a Danny Boyle retrospective. So if you want to check out and listen to uh, a few of my colleagues talking about the good old Danny Boyle and what he's been up to in the last, oh, I don't know, twenty-five odd years, thirty years. Um, yeah, you can check out uh, that podcast. Uh, just search Geeks on iTunes, similar to what you do when you look for Hollywood and Wine. Search your period. All right, go for it. Yeah. Lucas? Luke, you look like you're
1: yeah. keen to say something. I'm really excited about Kong Skull Island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks like I don't a great, have, great cast. I don't have any uh, big franchise ones that I'm excited about. Okay. Um, aside from the ones that you just listed. Oh, no, Guardians I also was not excited. Guardians. <laughs> Guardians <laughs> of so the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I did not see the first one. But what? Nope. Didn't see it. Oh. No. I mean, I yeah, I don't really care. Actually, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's you can. That's I okay. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's fine.
2: These are all uh, these other movies. These aren't um, not all of them are blockbusters, but um, Dunkirk is an original movie. Oh, I want to see with Harry Styles. Yes, I from One Direction. See, I do want to see uh, Chris that. Nolan's new one. Uh, World War Two.
1: Did I tell you when I saw um, Rogue One? I saw Rogue One knowing nothing about the movie. The only thing that I knew about it was that it was was a Star Wars movie, but someone had told me, it's an all-out war movie. And before the movie, they showed the Dunkirk trailer, but it was like the 10-minute trailer. And so like five minutes into it, I was like, what, is this Rogue One? (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, keep going. um, uh,
2: The Dark Tower... Uh, oh, I'm fuck, really, yeah, Idris Elba, anything Idris Elba, uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm not okay with that, but whatever. I'm really looking forward to that because it's a great Stephen King series of books. Uh, Baby Driver, um, which is, I'm blanking on Edgar, the, Wright. Edgar Wright's new movie that he decided to do when <sighs> they kicked him off of Ant-Man. Love Edgar Wright. Um, evidently, this is like literally, you know, if, if you thought Edgar Wright played with music great in his movies before, wait till you see this is what I've heard.
3: Sorry, Edgar Wright, another director. Is, He's not so young, though no and make movies I'm, for over 10 years but i'm just saying sorry director i'd see anything that oh, okay. he did all tour he's a genius sorry keep going
2: um the next one uh before my last one is murder on the Orient express oh yeah um, fuck it's that up a remake though. um but it's directed by Kenneth branagh. Branagh. Bra- branagh. branagh 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 yeah um yeah and i'm trying to uh pull up the cast josh gad josh gad is on it. well uh, Leslie Odom it for
3: Leslie me. Odom junior
2: daisy ridley daisy ridley um Johnny Depp. Josh Gad of 1600 Pen. Penelope Cruz. That's a great TV Michelle show. Michelle Pfeiffer. 1600,
3: 1600 Pen was a great TV show. Introduce us to Andre Holland, who's an amazing actor. Written by John Lovett, who was, anyway, sorry,
1: speechwriter you know for Obama.
0: I, I just thought of one or two. Uh, okay. I, I'm pretty excited about Blade Runner.
2: I'm very excited for Blade Runner.
1: Very Can excited. I tell you a movie I'm really excited about? Sure. I'm really excited That's, about it's my Downsizing. Turn. I had that on my list. Okay, well, you listed like three. Also, so I'm, I'm really excited about, just because I love Alexander Payne and everything that he does. <laughs> just um, kidding, he's really great. Like Sideways, Election, uh, Bouchsmit, Descendants. List, list he's them got, all. I think he's got a perfect track record. And Matt Damon's in it. Kirsten Wigg's in it. What what is is it? I think it's going to be perfect, huh? What's it called? Downsizing. Oh, okay.
0: I'm pretty excited about uh, Ghost in the Shell, to be honest. I am too. I, I love the anime growing up, so I'm hoping they do it justice. Um,
2: well, the trailer—they played it side by side with the trailer for the original, and
0: it looks—it looks, it looks like it matched it up pretty well. It looks beautiful from what I hear, so I'm hoping that the story, ba- no, the, what um, they do with it backs it up.
2: I did you have one last one? In the I have one going? last okay. one that I'm looking forward to the most of all of them, and it's called Logan Lucky, and it's Steven Soderbergh's return mm. to movies. Um, it's a story about two brothers uh, attempt to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race. Uh, the cast alone—if you, I mean—I'm a huge Steven Soderbergh fan. I love everything he's done. Uh, but Catherine Watterson, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, Channing Tatum, Sebastian Stan, Katie Holmes, Hilary Swank, Seth MacFarlane—that's all, That's all white people. <laughs> well, it's a great cast. <laughs> N- none of you guys have mentioned. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> Sorry, I was just waiting. <laughs> none of you guys
0: have mentioned the Emoji movie. I mean. Or okay. Baby Boss, the Boss Baby. You, you guys aren't excited about these films? Um, wait. Okay, I have
3: what three three ones. What the fuck is okay. the Boss Baby? Wait, is that the Kevin Spacey that's, one? No. no, Alec Baldwin. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for The Circle. That's oh yes, yeah. I'm very Tom excited Hanks, for the
1: circle. Emma Watson, James, John Boyega, James Ponst, How do you? Director who did End of the Tour. I don't and, remember what um, his name is. Spectacular now. End of yeah. the Tour is great. End of the Tour is incredible. Yeah. Okay,
3: but I think that's gonna be really great. And uh, Dave Eggers is a uh, amazing writer and it's based off of his book Yeah, um, and then uh, The Beguiled Sophia Coppola is someone who I'd watch anything that she'd do she's got such an interesting way of filming um, and it's a remake have um, you seen
1: all the Sofia Coppola movies
3: except for The Virgin Suicides it's really good I know I haven't seen it because I've never in the mood do to you watch like that. all of her movies I do I really like Marie Antoinette uh, I know that a lot of people don't but uh, Marcy it's my wife convinced me to watch it and I, I loved it did you like Somewhere loved it Oh, that's the other one. Sorry, I haven't seen that okay. one either. so you I have seen to watch three those two or two
1: of her mm, five movies. two or five movies. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what about um? So you like Bling Ring? Have you seen Lost in Translation? Yeah, I think that movie's incredible. It is. Lost in Translation is incredible. I love the she Bling won Ring too. Right? She won the original screenplay or something. Something. Yeah, that movie is unbelievable. It is. It's a great film. Whatever happened to her? in, I thought she was doing Little Mermaid. I think she that dropped out. Uh, no,
3: it's it's still happening, but the whole project got scrapped okay. and they just redid the entire thing. And the last thing uh, is Colossal, which looks unbelievable yeah, yeah, it's I, i'll see that uh anne hathaway mm-hmm. discovers that she is controlling like a mothra style monster in tokyo and she's living somewhere else uh, at home she like life kind of falls apart and it's but it's like a monster movie at the same time as like a weird little
2: indie romance with her and Jason Sudeikis like the monster literally does what she does she literally like she puts up her arms yeah. The monster in across the world puts up his we'll face. do any you know, like she dances and the monster <laughs> is, an is Hathaway dancing Hathaway um, is, what wow. is, this? is the monster and Hathaway after Tim, Blake Tim Blake Nelson Tim Blake hold
3: up we can't get into that <laughs> it's just she got undeserved hate for that um so anyway that looks that movie looks so weird
0: and amazing okay all right, so um, I, one more. I yeah. only got to list one. All right, I, I, I'm really excited about Tully. I'm definitely gonna have to make a new rule about this, <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> where we only name
1: one movie. I, yeah, well, this is the whole slate. Hit me look. Hit me. I want to see Tully, which is Jason Reitman's new movie, which is written by Diablo Cody, who wrote Juno, that he directed, with that she and wrote. Jennifer's and then, Body. Which yeah, but awesome. Jason Reitman didn't direct that movie. I <laughs> know. Just just mentioning Diablo but Cody, but Jason Reitman also directed Young Adult that Diablo Cody wrote, and I think yeah. the, I think Juno and Young Adult are two amazing. Patton Oswalt should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Yes, yes he one hundred percent should have. He was amazing. Um, and Charlize Theron is in it again, and I think it's going to be incredible. Cool. And Jason Reitman, if you haven't seen a little film called Up in the Air, just you can stop listening to this right now. Speaking and go of Reitman, that, because it's <laughs> incredible. Uh, <go> back to <laughs> Ghostbusters here. Sorry. For anyone who doesn't know Luke as well
0: as we do, he mentions or at least manages to mention Up in the Air two, three times a day. I'm working uh, to get it, that number it, up. It's his, it's his favorite film, I think, ever. Is that right, Luke? Yeah.
1: We should have Love a podcast it. where you tell us just all about it. That's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely I think, not. I, Have you seen Up in the Air yet? No. <laughs> That's really shameful. Of course I've seen Up in the Air. <laughs> uh, it's amazing.
0: Um, Is there anything else we wanted to add for this podcast, guys? Uh, we could do the last thing is um, we were going to
3: just mention really quickly movies that we love that other people don't like, and then we can end it on that.
2: All right. Yeah, let's do that. So just do right. really One quickly. Each. Here we go. Every,
3: every podcast we can end saying a movie that so we love. So you got to say a
2: movie that you like that nobody else does. And I
3: think nobody – and I go off of Rotten Tomatoes. I think okay. I went off of that. Okay. I don't know why – well, okay, but – But you also have I, to kind of defend it. Right. But if we say and then everyone else is like, oh, I love that too, then, then whatever, we'll just try try again next week. Um, I don't want to start though.
2: You can. Oh, I don't want to start. I don't want to start. Luke's
3: gonna
1: start. Oh, uh, okay. I um, I love a movie. It's a Chris Kattan movie. Um, <laughs> it's called Corky Romano. <laughs> it's amazing that you love. That. I think that movie is great, and I I'm gonna add one more into it, just it's another Chris Kattan movie, which is Night at the Roxbury, and I think those That's are two. One. Okay, Night well, at the Roxbury to, people love. Back to Corky Romano, then. I think Corky Romano is great, and okay. I think Chris Kattan is hilarious in it, and I think it's a pretty funny movie. And do you do you have you guys
2: seen it? I haven't seen it. I have not seen it because I think it looks
1: stupid. It is. It's great. <laughs> okay. It is Adrian. great.
0: Um Um I don't I don't think I have any bad movies, to be honest. You only like good movies? I think yeah. that that's again that's your
3: personal <laughs> opinion, so you gotta do a little more work on this. Find out what people do. Yeah, don't like.
0: oh well I'll think about it. I'll think about okay. it. I haven't had a chance. But um I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know, sci fi and fantasy that I let go. Yeah. You know, which I, which no one likes, but that's all right. You know, I, I mean, but I can't think of any titles off the top of my head.
3: Okay. Um, Soap Dish. You guys ever seen Soap Dish? Yeah. It's
2: cause is it, Robert Downey Jr. Is
3: it widely regarded as a really great movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. I fucking love Soap Dish. <laughs> or The First Wives Club. Is The First Wives Club also regarded as a good movie?
2: I've never seen it.
3: I don't think it is. But, uh, uh, sorry, Soap Dish is. Just Why? a fucking phenomenal movie. Why? It is so it's so perfectly cast. It is the kookiest thing I've seen in such a long time. It's got Robert Downey Jr. mid drugs, right? Right. Mid drugs. Whoopi Goldberg, Kevin Klein, uh Sally Field, Elizabeth Shue, Montana Moorhead. Is that her actual name? Yeah. They're all just delivering these. It's about. It's all white people. I'm just kidding. Stop it. (laughs) Whoopi's there? I said whoopee. Oh, so this was the fucking 80s. We're in 2017. Um, But it's just it. So it's the story follows a soap opera actors and actresses, and then their real lives start to mimic the soap opera things. And it's just like one of the greatest farces, I think, in movies. And I don't know if it's like really that well loved, but it's fucking
1: pitch perfect.
2: Literally never even heard of it. It is. Really? oh my god it's it's
3: so fucking good it's so good anyway sorry go Um, ahead Brian
2: my movie that I picked because I just watched it the other night and I forgot how much I really loved it even though it gets shit on all the time is Ocean's 12 I love Ocean's 12 (laughs) all those movies are great
3: (laughs) Uh, at least you you didn't say Ocean's 13 um, which is way better no just no, kidding. I think
2: I'm Ocean's 12 might be the I best one. I think it's one of the best ones, too. Um, just because, you I know, you come off Ocean's 11 with this great cast. Not only do you have to balance 11 characters. And now there's 12 and, of them. And give them all, you now there's 12. Um, <laughs> Who is the 12th one, Pacino? No, no that's Pacino's 13. 13. That's no, 13. it's Tess.
3: No.
0: Yeah. She's Julia Roberts first.
3: is the 12th? No, no, no. Catherine Zeta-Jones, is she in twelve? Catherine 12? Zeta-Jones, my favorite. Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. is the
0: 12th. Well, I mean, uh, there's also the uh, Ocean's 8, is that right?
2: I'm excited about Ocean's
3: 8. So excited about Ocean's 8. It's yeah, good. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> let's quickly list the, let's list the eight people. Let's, let's see let's see the it. ladies.
2: All right, here's the ladies. Um you have um Olivia Munn. Great. Dakota That's Fanny, the one wait. Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock Anne Hathaway, Sarah Paulson. I yes, and Hathaway. Lina, nice. Helena, Bottom Har- Car- Car- Helena Bonham Carter.
3: Helena Bonham Carter, that's the eighth one that we missed. Katie Holmes
2: and Rihanna and Mindy Kaling. And Aquafina. And Kim Kardashian is in the film. What? Yes.
3: I think they're listing all the potential cameos. Right. A script probably leaked to someone, and they're just listing these names. Okay. Because, like, Zane Zane Malik is in
0: it. Kylie
2: Jenner and Kim Kardashian are in this movie. All right.
0: All right. So, uh,. I mean, unless anyone has any final words, uh, we can wrap it there. I mean, I personally would like to thank everybody for listening in once again. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for coming along and having a chat as we have the last two weeks. Let's see if we can make it the third next week. I'd also like to just plug our other podcasts while we're here, as I said, there's a Danny Boyle podcast that we just did through Geeks, uh, which this uh, 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 this podcast also comes out through. So if you want to just check out Geeks, you know G-E-E no G-E. E? You had it right the first time. G-E-E-K-S. Thank you very much, Jacob. No problem. It's I was an SAT delayed. tutor. <laughs> uh, if you want to check that out on iTunes, as well as uh, us, Hollywood and Wine. Wine, W-H-I-N-E. Uh, and uh, yeah, check it out. Also, We Are Tessellate. Uh, we Are Tessellate. Tessellate is T-E-S-S-E-L-L-A-T-E. Uh, two S's, two L's. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you there. And thanks once again. Anybody? Final words?
1: Join us next week for Adrian Spelling. Some more things for you guys.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And some more uh, awkward pauses from Jacob. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That's what I'm known for. (laughs) You just did it. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. (laughs) God damn it. That was a fucking joke.